afternoon, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg. And yes, we did have a couple of technical difficulties during the Christmas week. Um, definitely technical, not me. I believe me, I would have gotten all the podcasts out, but my computer was having some issues, so I couldn't get it done. And so we didn't get a show for the pre or the post game for the Broncos. Well, I can give you the pre and post right now, 22-3. That's all I got to say about that. Um, I really was hoping that we could put it together and and put a kibosh on the Broncos. But, you know, I just like the rest of you had in the back of my mind, well, we could win. Instead of having that in the front of my mind and had in the back of my mind, that was the whole issue. Yes, it wasn't a pretty game. Um, defense played very well, as best could be expected, and the rest of the team played as they play. And so, so be it. We lost, and now we are going into the 12-4-11. So if we don't win this coming Saturday, we will be worse than last year, three years in a row. So what can I say? That's the way it goes, and that's the mathematical possibilities when you are the winningest team. You're going to have to take some hits, and it looks like we've been taking them for three seasons in a row. Okay, here we go with the rest of the show. We got some shouts out because I got some a little bit disturbed Raider fans. Of course, we got some disturbed Raider fans after that last game. So let's go down and see who's been talking. Okay. Okay, here we go. Frank, baby. Frank says he had to turn off the sound on his television. Boy, have I heard that once. I've heard it a million times. Listening to Dick Enberg and Jolly Old Santa, they were broadcasting this game, and... <laughs> I remember hearing this, too, how Collins was hitting all the receivers and how he was such a great guy and how he shouldn't deserve to lose his job and how Norv was doing a great job with this game and this team and how Norv really shouldn't use his job, lose his job either. And, Frank, it was a great thing because I did notice that, and it kind of flips me out every time I hear mainstream media going out there talking about the Raiders anything, have no clue of what they're talking about because we obviously see things that these boneheads don't. And, you know, he wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I, I encourage all you fans to go on to the comments section and read these. They are very entertaining and um, oh, they're just funny. There's some great guys here. Okay, here we go from Tokyo, Japan, the outpost, the outpost of the Raider Nation. There, there he is, Robert Moorhead. I'm, I'm sure that's who this is. It's late in the third quarter and the 15th game of the season. You're driving towards the opponent's goal. I put that driving in quotes since this offense hasn't been driving and couldn't drive out of a parking space. And you can't get a playoff or call timeout after you get hit with a ridiculous delay of game penalty, you still can't get the play in in time, and you have to take a timeout. Well, there you go. That sums up the whole game. It sums up the lethargic desperation, isn't that funny, those two words together, of the Raider offense 
And I'm telling you, even walking up the line, you'd think that they had all day to score 22 points at the end of the third quarter. Great take. Thank you very much, Robert. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Dylan, give me cancer now, God. Now, that's a terrible thing to say. I would never say that because I've seen what cancer does. But that's how hurt this particular fan is. And the misery, he says. <laughs> well, he he's another frustrated Raider fans about Turner and Collins, which I am too. As you know, because I've been touting that this whole season. And so this is our Maryland fan who's just got to let it go. You guys got to read his take. Shouts out to you, man. And so here's another one. He had to do it twice. <laughs> I understand this, man. Trust me, I really do. And so does the rest of the nation. We all understand this because that's where we all are right now. Just had to submit this, he says. And it's about a funny misprint that was uh, in for on one of the uh, the news broadcasts about the Cleveland Browns, um, about Jordan, how he got his turf toe against the Browns, and they call it turd toe, so it's kind of funny. Okay, here's another one. Tommy, the Raider from New York, Tommy asks, please, please, he says, don't let the Raiders lose to the Giants. He's a New York Raider fan. And so he doesn't only get hurt on when the Jets, we lose to the lowly Jets, but he's going to get pummeled once again by all his giant buddies over there in New York. I feel for you, Tommy, brother. But just remember this, Tommy. We will be back, and we'll take it to both those New York franchises, and you can look back and say, where's your team at now? <laughs> Trust me. That's what you're going to be able to do because the Raiders are, are down, but we're not out. And the fans are down, but we're certainly not out. So I just wanted to go over that for you guys, a little comment section on the Raider Nation podcast. I want to thank all you fans for still tuning in at this late hour of the 2005 season. Definitely been a tough one for the Raider Nation. What can I say? I'm right there with all of you. Okay. So, today's show is going to be, of course, the pregame for the New York Giants. And a little section on what I thought, what might have been. What our season might have been like. Trying to put ourselves in the seats of other perspective or frustrated or kind of flipped out fans out in the NFL. And then uh, the last story, of course, will be the Raiders and Reggie Bush. I'm hearing rumors about the Oakland Raiders getting Reg Reggie Bush, and so I have I have some issues with that whole Reggie Bush situation. But before I get into any of those, there is a story I had to read, and and at the Raider Take where Sean does such an excellent job. Uh, here's news you can't lose, Sean, because this is a good one. He has a, a take in his uh, blog, that's the RaiderTake.com, that's called News You Can't Use. And so I have to 
give this out to Sean because here's some news you can't use. Gary looks to sack Big Blue. Now this Gary Myers, uh, a sports columnist for the Daily News, must have some <laughs> must have some confidence in Kerry Collins because he goes into pretty long detail here about how Collins is a loser and can't get it together and has only won two out of twenty uh, AFC games and but he goes on to say. Since Kerry Collins was dumped by the Giants, of course he has this 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 passion to get back at them because Collins was not going to play second fiddle to no Eli Manning. And this is a whole build-up to this game, which is just hilarious, how Kerry Collins is going to rise to the occasion and beat the lowly 10-5 and Giants with juggernauts you got Tiki Barber going on. You got uh, a, an incredible offense. And because Eli Manning was the best choice, and because they took him, we got this. We got Collins, and we've been struggling all year with him. So he goes on to say, but for one night, Collins has has Manning in his backyard with a chance to outplay him and make a point. Okay, what point possibly could Collins make by winning this game? What point? Do you think it's going to make a difference to Eli Manning or the Giants organization? Does this idiot possibly think that they give a crap about what Collins does in this game? Even if we win, they're going to think it's just a bump in the road. They'll go on to play the rest of the games. Believe me. They are not going to think anything about Kerry Collins after Saturday afternoon. They it will not be a thought. It will be a a total. It'll be a total not thought if there's such a thing. Okay, Raider Raider fans out there, what might have been? Okay, what might have been for the Raider Nation? And I I just say this because it's got to be entertaining. We have to make the podcast jovial. We have to make it funny because that's our season. You have to laugh at it. There's nothing else we can do. Put yourself in the Charger fan, which is kind of funny because I know no Billy Boy will get a kick out of this, but the Charger fan seat who has a team that shows unbelievable skill and passion and attentiveness to, to detail and can make it happen and beat the Colts at home and put a shellacking on them. Lose to the Miami Dolphins and knock yourself out of the playoff contention altogether. Now, how would you feel if the Raider Nation was in that position? I'd feel better. I'd feel better because we're winning. And I'd feel better because if I was in San Diego's position, they got $25 million cushion in the uh, the draft as far as uh, their cap is concerned. So they got $25 million cush all, and all those good players. Better believe they're going to come back and make some happenings next season. So anyways, long story short, which I, I am not very short at any stories, um, 
you could put yourself in Charger fan. You could put yourself in Steeler fan. You could put yourself in many other fan seats. Um, and actually, we are in the seat of the 49ers right now, which is kind of a sucky, dirty, nasty thing here in the Bay Area because I can't stand it. I thought it would at least even one game better than them would be a victory um, in the season. But we just can't even seem to get out of that situation. Uh, so, Raider fans, what can I say? <laughs> That's pretty funny, too. But for the majority of Raider fans, I will have to say, we still continue to wear our silver and black. I see fans all over the place, in marketplaces, you know, at the store, at the mall, and there we got our hats, or we got a shirt, or we got some Raider paraphernalia hanging around somewhere. Um, even in cars driving down the road, there's, there's kind of a solace look between two Raider fans, um, kind of a... a a shake of the head and a, a nod of the head at the same time. Like it stinks to be here now, but things will get better. And that can be conveyed through, like I said, from car to car with not a word being said. So, you know, it's mathematically impossible to stay on top every time. Uh, every franchise has to take a hit and this seems to be our hit. So, for our third losing season in a row, we can look forward to nothing more than positiveness, I would imagine. Now, there are th there's three issues that have been on the collective minds of the Raider Nation that I've seen pretty prevalent throughout the season, and we'll go over them one at a time. One is a new coach, okay? There are two sets of thought on a new coach now, and I'm very surprised about that. One is keep Turner and see if his offense actually does better in this next season. Um, and the proponents of that are some Raider fans, very few, might I add. But the team, part of the team, not all the team, but part of the team likes Mr. Rogers. They like Mr. Rogers because that's what he's like. He's your buddy. He's your friend. He's your good neighbor. And it is always a beautiful day in the neighborhood with North Turner. However, uh, I don't believe that's the case. I believe Norv has to go. His plays have not done very much for this team. Uh, other than the initial drive in the first game of the season against the Patriots, I thought, oh my gosh, here we go. We're going to have a season. Other than that drive, this gentleman has continued to disappoint the Raider Nation and the Raiders organization as well. Uh, his his play calling is juvenile, it's predictable, it's unimaginative. Uh, the two-back set happening late in the season, the using of uh, Justin Fargus, he should have been a scat back. We should have used him and tossed things up. This coach does not have any imagination. you got to use the players that you have. Look at Belichick. He uses the players that he has to, to the best of his ability. And he makes other defenses think about what they're going to do. North Turner has nothing. Now, this is the other side of the coin, the people who think he should leave, which is majority of people that I know. You can read on every website, not just my own, but people are screaming for his, you know, his departure. You know, can the geek and his flunky 
Jimmy, I can't see the heat, the the field from here. Ray, um, stay around Oakland. I don't. I hope not. I hope they keep Rob Ryan, Mob Ryan. I think uh, he's a a great addition to the Raiders. And his Barry look alone, um, the look of the bear on the sidelines is a great thing. And it is the image of the Oakland Raiders. And I think he personifies that. Okay, the second issue, a new quarterback. No doubt that we need a new quarterback, and there should be no doubt, because Collins uh, will have to go to make some cap room, because we are over the cap by 30, or close to 30, and he's 15 of that, or close to 15, and we can get him out of here. Um, but he might redo his contract. Go figure. Stranger things have happened. If they keep that idiot Turner, then they can keep this idiot Collins and have a bookend of idiots on the team. That will be a total bummer. And it would show that maybe Al does need to think twice about what he's doing. But I don't think that's going to be the case. We'll also lose Woodson and Sapp. Um or perhaps, and perhaps two or three more vets, they'll be leaving because we'll have to make room in the cap. Okay, here's a third thing that pretty much has been on everyone's lips and has been out there on all the other sites. <clears throat> Al Davis needs to step down. Um, this has been kind of a personal issue for me, and I will tell you this, and without going into too much detail, Al Davis is the Raiders, period. That's all I think. For those of you who would like to see him step down, however, who do you think should take his place? Do you have any suggestions? Do you think some punk ass from Harvard or Princeton or some other Yale or whatever university should come run the organization, corporation, uh, Raiders, Oakland Raiders? Do you think that's what we need? Do you think that's the heart that the Raiders should have? Al Davis is the Raiders, period. Perhaps you should think Amy Trask should step in and take take over the organization because, after all, she did set up a, a school for putting on a clinic for women to understand football so they can watch football with their husbands and enjoy the football experience at the Coliseum. Maybe she should take over. Maybe some other attorney or doctor or billionaire to run the Raiders as a hobby instead of a passion like Al Davis, who is the Raiders, period. Giving high fives to their wives and friends and children in the boxes, not having a clue of what just happened on the field. However, the lights went on, the crowd roared, there must be something good, I think we'll high five each other. Now, that's pretty shallow, of course, and I know that there's a lot of families there that own football teams that are very into football. I'm just making a, you know, a point. What do you want for the Raiders? Do you think that Al Davis should step down? Look across the bay. Look at the Yorks, or the Dorks, as the Niners fans like to call them. Now, I don't know about you, but I will say... Al Davis is the Raiders. Okay, Raider fans. Enough on that tangent because I kind of went out on a tangent. Okay, at 4-12 and 12, and the Giants are at 10-5. and 
Um, can we win on Saturday? Well, I'll talk about that in just a second. Now at four and twelve, we're only actually four and eleven right now. Four and twelve, there's an article that says we could be in the hunt for Reggie Bush. Well, everybody's. I'm so sick of hearing a hunt for Reggie Bush. Sounds like we're going on safari. Um, what kind of hunt for Reggie Bush? We don't need Reggie Bush. It'd be nice to have Reggie Bush. Absolutely. We could get rid of Lamont Jordan and get Reggie Bush. Uh, perhaps it'd be a good thing. But getting Reggie Bush and keeping Jordan, I don't think so. <clears throat> but if we're going to spend that kind of money is what I'm talking about. I'd love to have them both. It'd be a great thing to have them both. Okay? Now, what people are saying in this particular article, and I was reading this, which kind of blows me away, this guy could bring life to the Raiders. Well, you know what? Nothing. If, if Randy Moss, the most prolific receiver in NFL, any team, 32 of them, count them, folks. If he can't make a difference on a team to inspire them to do better, you know what? I don't know what is, and I know definitely Reggie Bush won't. I don't care about any. If we don't have an offensive line to open the holes for Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush is going to be Lamont Jordan next year. And that's all i got to say about that. But I will say that with the addition of Randy Moss and Lamont Jordan, there was no extra passion this season. I mean, I did see at the early part of the year we had things going on and they kept trying, but <laughs> we don't need Reggie Bush. We need a defensive line because they're going to get rid of Sap and we need some push in the front, and that's what's going to save our DBs. If we don't get pressure on the quarterback, we're toast. We need linebackers and defensive linemen to make the defense a feared aspect of the Oakland Raiders like it should always be. But it should definitely be now that we're going to be on our way up and back. We need, we might need another running back. But Reggie Bush, if that money's going to be there, it's going to cost us too much dough to have Bush. And we need other things. We need an offensive line. Do you think we'll get a rookie quarterback? No, Al Davis doesn't do rookie quarterbacks. Al Davis hasn't done a rookie quarterback in many years. <clears throat> Speaking of that, I'd like to see Walter play this game instead of Collins, who has all of 10 points for the last two games. If he's our best chance of winning, we're in bad shape. Anyways, oh, defensive line we could pick up in the draft. I hope we get some good guys and some great, ass, great prospects for offensive and defensive line. I look for linebackers in the draft, and that is what I see about the Reggie Bush um, situation. Because as far as I'm concerned, Reggie Bush is not an issue for the Raiders. We can't afford him. We don't want him. we got a team right now that we can mold if we have a couple of key positions into a, a championship team. I still think a quarterback would make a huge difference in the entire offense. Although, offensive line is a big deal. I'll go over that later. Okay, here we go. Giants pregame. Here we go. The Raiders are 4-11. and Giants are 10-5, and looking to clinch the NFC um, East. 
and they are a juggernaut, like I said. Okay, let's not not kid ourselves in the whole idea that Collins has something to prove. And who really thinks that this is an issue? Who really thinks that Collins can work it up to win this game? I don't think so. After losing all AFC West games in our division, after having a chance to spoil the Chargers, uh, run for the playoff, for example, not didn't rise to that occasion. Okay. Playing our first division game at home against our hated AFC opponents, the Chiefs. Did that matter? Did that make him rise to the occasion? Not. Having seven games left in the season to make it to the playoffs. And they come up against the Dolphins. Do you think he could raise himself up to beat the the Finns? You know, the fish? Not. He couldn't do it then either. So what makes anybody think that because he's up against the young and talented, may I say, Eli Manning, can he come to the occasion and do better against this game? Not. And we then, ladies and gentlemen, will be left with 4-12. and 12. It should be a good party out there, however. The Raider Nation always does it upright. We hope our team changes the whole attitude. Tough one on a rainy uh, New Year's Eve, but stranger things have happened. The Giants' defense is insane. They pressure every quarterback, and it's going to be one hell of a day for the offensive line. If they can keep it together and Collins can play with some kinds of vengeance or something, that he hasn't demonstrated all season. We have an opportunity to at least hang in there and at least not be embarrassed to the tune of 22-3. to That's an embarrassing loss, uh, a pathetic performance. And to be quite honest, at this point in the season, I just don't expect a whole lot better performance for this particular game. I hope that I'm wrong, but that seems to be what's going to happen, Raider Nation. Uh, it seems to be that's the deal. we got to look forward to a better season next year, and we got to look forward to doing some great things in the offseason. And I look forward to Al Davis doing a lot of great things in the offseason. So, with that, Raider fans, I am out for this particular podcast. Sorry about the last two shows we missed but that's just the way it goes sometimes. So, I'm Raider Greg. Thank you for tuning in. I am out.